0: You're listening to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. The Catholic Psyche Podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to take the place of medical or mental health treatment, therapy, or diagnosis. You should always consult a trained mental health or medical professional for such treatment. Welcome to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. This is Sheree. And this is Sarah. And we are back together again, just hey. as girls. It's exciting. I know. I am very excited about today's topic. Me too. I think that it's extremely important. It's been coming up more and more in the work that I do with women. And that is the idea that we typically tend to measure our self-worth based off of our performance and success Uh, for those who are in their careers it's typically in the workplace or it's in both workplace home or even if you're in school balancing all of that but success in all those general areas and if we're not doing well if we're not being perfect at it then Then we're all of it all of it all of it then we're not good and that's in our in our image of yeah. self, kind of self, deconstructs in a way, and, and falls apart. And we we don't feel like we're enough, or we're doing enough, or we're too much. And that's the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, then we're just not good people. We're not good as women, mm-hmm. let alone human beings. We're failing. Mm-hmm. We're failing as um, women. Yes. I'm really excited about this topic. (laughs) I know. And you're balancing a lot right now, too. I'm trying to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, trying. That's the key word is trying. I am trying to. And that's all we can do is try to balance it all. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's see. What am I doing? Uh, Grad school. Yes. And I work full time. Yep. And I try to have a social life because having friends is important for my development as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I try to sleep. (laughs) Equally important. Yes. Usually that's the one thing that's neglected. I really like sleep and sleep is very important for my brain. Um, Oh, and I try to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Which I hate cooking. Okay. I just, I don't like being in the kitchen. I like to eat but I don't like cooking. Mm-hmm. And as a Midwestern girl, you
1: like supposed to like
0: cooking. You're supposed to like cooking yeah. and be good at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's like, no, I can buy a bottle of wine. I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need for friends, right? Right. <laughs> but... Like all those things. And I'm sure you try to uh, take care of yourself physically with some exercise. And if you live in Colorado, that includes hiking. Yes. And other activities. So you need to make time for that too. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're here. So you're active in other um, extracurricular activities. activities. Yes. Attempting some intellectual growth and stimulation outside of school. Right. In church and church life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so juggling a lot and balancing a lot and that expectation that you have to be doing well at all of it. At all of it. At all, all the time too. Yes. It's like, no, I can't write a 10 page paper and go on a three mile run and meet you for happy hour and, 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 etc. 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 Et cetera, et cetera. Yes. It's like, <laughs> I discovered this in college. Um, that I just had a limit of things that I could do, um, my senior year, because I was on the newspaper staff mm-hmm. and taking way too many credit hours right. and it was my last semester and I had to get a few pro- like big projects done. And I remember this very specifically, it was Ash Wednesday morning and I woke up with a migraine. Like the pain was yeah. just so intense that it laid me out for three days. And that's why I decided I can't stay up late doing homework all the time and not yeah. sleeping. You'll fall apart. I literally fell apart. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I I know there's been times in my life that I've fallen apart and it's been hard to get back up just because I was juggling and trying to do things far too much. Like insane amount working 60 plus hours a week no trying to have extracurricular and friends still feeling like i'm not doing well in any of it which is the worst feeling ever yeah why do we do this to ourselves i have no idea i have no idea i've never had just one job like just never and when i finish something i immediately start something else again like something different and new. Mhm. Like it just can't be simple. There's it's like, oh, I just have one job. Well, maybe I can do a part-time job too or what other project could I take on? Or you know, depending on home life, like, right? Okay, well what can I do at home now? Or it's <laughs> It's a weird symptom of the culture of busyness, I think, that we mm-hmm. we are afraid of the simple life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think there's ever been a time in history when people have had so much pressure to be as busy as we are. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be. Like, I think in the 1800s, yeah. like you had to... You know cook clean build make okay. create so whatever in order to survive right but nowadays we don't have to make our own clothes you don't have to turn your own butter <laughs> uh, you don't have to be constantly working mm-hmm. from sunup to sundown right. in order to survive it's so hard i love reading but it's so hard for me to sit in a chair Mm -hmm. and read a book. Yes. For fun. For fun. Or even just for like work purposes. It's super hard because your mind and uh, specifically women will get more into this, the racing thoughts come and it's so hard to concentrate Mm -hmm. and just read and be present because you're thinking of the million other things that you should be doing. Should should, be doing. Uh. Oh, besides that and or what you have to do next yeah and what you have to prepare for and yeah. what you have to mm-hmm. oh. so it just it just doesn't happen you mm-hmm. just can't sit and enjoy something i've had to start telling myself no this is what i am doing for this amount of time mm-hmm. i will write this letter i will write for 30 minutes And then I will move on. Mm -hmm. I will read for this 15 minutes, (laughs) for 20 minutes. Heck, if you can make an hour morning routine where you just did you and read, prayed, whatever. Breathed. Breathed, meditated, just drink your coffee. Just sit and drink your coffee. How hard is that? Very hard, so hard. Oh my gosh. That this idea that we're supposed to be doing all of these things, and I even want to tie it into how traditionally, you know, uh, you know women back in the day, you know, were the homemakers mm-hmm. and took care of the home and that was their job. Right. And the men were the successful ones in the busy ones, the ones that were away from home, the ones that had jobs. And as we are learning that we can, we want to do jobs too. It's fun. I like working. Yes. I like being productive. And, but there's this pressure for women to, well, one, be as successful as men, if not more successful than men. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that even looks like working longer than them. Mm -hmm and having to prove yourself so that idea of self-worth that is kind of combined in that work performance of I have to do even better, or I have to do this perfectly. And if I'm not, and if I'm not doing it in the amount of time that I think I should be able to do it in too, then I'm not good enough. Yes, Then I'm discredited, Then I'm just a girl, trying to be in a man's world. Yeah. Uh, this kind of reminds me of all the hoopla that came out with the Captain Marvel movie. I'm supposed to see that tonight. <laughs> oh! Okay. I it's it's far spoilers. delayed, <laughs> but cause uh, end games coming out. Yes. I guess today. Oh, wow! Uh, some movies, some theaters are showing it <laughs> already. Oh, wow. Okay. But yes, but did you hear all the things because it wasn't the most successful Marvel movie mm-hmm. ever um, and it happened to be starring a woman. Right. People were dismissing it out of hand. Sure. It's a solid Marvel movie. It's a solid superhero movie in general. The main character is likable. Sure. Um, and then there's all this backlash against that reaction where people just wanted to enjoy a movie that was good. It wasn't the best movie you've ever seen in your life. Right. But it was a good origin story. Yeah. I mean take it for yeah. for what it is and oh, for my opinion of it yeah, whenever I, whenever I go see yeah. it. I mean the fact that it's starring a woman isn't going to prevent me from going to go see it. Right. And if it does friend reevaluate your priorities also why are you listening to this podcast then question mark well to be fair i haven't really heard from any of my friends or in my network anything about like not going to go see it that's for the most part i i've just heard people like hey yeah we're gonna go see it i haven't heard anything like super fantastic about it but i don't think people are avoiding it either yeah one of the other things that I really liked from the movie, it was from an interview that Brie Larson, the main actress, did. Mm-hmm. Um, see if you catch this in the movie. Um, she commented that she was reading the script and there were two male characters mm-hmm. talking about her character and they referred to her as a woman, not a girl. Okay. And how, how much of an impact that made on her and how it just made her pause and reflect as a woman in her how old is she like late 20s early 30s sure. and she was still used to be re- being referred to as a girl yeah not a woman mm-hmm. and i feel like that is something i see a lot of in professional places sure. and work environments where you can yeah. have two individuals of the same age but he's a man and she's just a girl yeah and if, even if you look at scripture, the, Jesus even calls his mother woman and uses that as a sign of, uh, of respect. Yes. Right? It, it's a respectful phrase in word to call. And in Aramaic, um, I forget exactly what it means, but it, it doesn't just translate to woman. Mm-hmm. It translates to something akin to great lady. Yeah. Like, who I am speaking to is a person worthy of honor. Yeah. And and so when we just call somebody a girl, I think I'm even, like, slightly uh, attuned to that. When I call somebody, oh, yeah, that girl. I'm like, no. Like, why did I just do that? She's a woman. Yes. I've been noticing that a lot more, especially this past year. Yeah. And it's just something even just to kind of be aware of and in our own dialect and how we refer to each other but kind of even going back to that idea that like we feel like we have to earn that i have to earn being called a woman yes and like i just think there's so much pressure to be perfect to you know have you know, sell more houses or whatever, whatever job you do to have a better presentation for it to be perfect. And then if it's not, I'm not good. I'm not uh, living up to my full potential, which obviously we all have room to row. Right. But I think women feel like they have to be at their best now. Okay. And the problem with that is that being perfect and best, like nothing is ever good enough. Nothing. You just keep reaching for the next thing and the next thing and you're never satisfied and it's like being hungry but only eating sugar. Yeah. And you're just feeling an addiction. Well that and you're gonna start to shake. Yeah. You're gonna have issues, right? But I just see so many women, especially, I, actually, you know, it, just all ages from high school to even women in their 40s, just they are just struggling so hard with anxiety and depression so much so like it's just rampant. And I think it just stems back to this pressure for performance in measuring our self-worth to how much we can accomplish. Yes. And they're just anxious all the damn time. (laughs) All the time. Like I think back 10 years ago when I graduated high school and it was so different than kids today. Um, the internet has just made everything permanent you have to be on all the time um social media means that you now have a brand you have an internet presence mm-hmm. um you have to be a certain face a certain way all the time yeah no one will let you forget anything or move on or grow because you have to be perfect now and if you're growing that means you're not perfect mm-hmm. um okay <laughs> Like, we laugh because just how silly that sounds. When you say it out loud. Yes. But these are the insidious thoughts that swirl around us in our culture today. And in college, not only do you have to have a full class load and an internship and a part-time job and a perfect boyfriend and maintaining... Um, the perfect weight—you can't gain the college fifteen because oh, honey, and yep, you know your off- yoga class and eat healthy, mm-hmm. or don't eat at all. Um, because sometimes you just don't have yeah. time for food. You but then I start that. to fall apart, and then I binge, and then I gain weight, and then I feel really, really guilty. <gasps> what are you? And mean? shameful? Yes. And then I don't feel good enough, and now I'm depressed. And it just cycles over and over and over again. Yeah. And then now I can't focus and do my work. And now I now I feel even worse about that. And I'm not sleeping because I didn't do my work then. So I have to find time to still study and do the work. So I stay up all night. Right. And now I'm so stressed that I'm just going to go to a party yeah. and blow off steam and maybe drink too much. And I don't know what happened last night. And I feel super guilty about that and uh-huh. ashamed. And yep. where's my shoe? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and and then I feel horrible. So I look for affirmation in other places and I'm sleeping with different guys. And yeah. The cycle. Like, I'm just sad. That we just said all those things out loud. <laughs> but oh. I, I, what's sad is that it's so true. And that's, oh, that's so much weight for one person to carry. Yeah. It's like no wonder we seem to be falling apart all the time. Yeah. Like, we're barely keeping it together. We're trying to keep it together. We're trying to have the appearance of keeping it together. And I I said the word appearance. Oh. I know what you're thinking, Sarah. I, I just want to go off on if your mascara doesn't look perfect, then everyone's going to ask you what's wrong. Yeah. Which will... We'll cover another, later. We, we will cover this topic. <laughs> we've decided to cover women's appearance. Um, in a future episode. Because that's a lot right there, friends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, success. So. And being perfect, especially in the workplace. Oh, uh, gosh. But this idea also that there's no room to grow. We're supposed to be perfect now. And... I even, I even just read the other day, like a post from a friend that said, you know, they finally got in a run, (laughs) a run, right. But like, (laughs) there was such a sad thing between balancing grad school, working full time, having a relationship and trying to balance mental health. Like, oh my gosh. And realizing that, like, it was so hard to accept and be okay with where they were at right then and there in that moment mm-hmm. instead of worrying about where they're not. You so, know, I think that's a big one is that, you know, when we're in a new job or trying something new or different or have a new class or a semester or in a new relationship or, gosh, trying a new workout for the first time, we feel like we should already be so super good at it. No, well, if you sorry, don't get it... Perfect. If you don't get it right the first time, yeah. then you're a failure yeah. and you need to move on. Yeah. And we we just can't even accept that right now, I'm not good at everything. Right now, I can't do it all. Yes, I want to try and do other things in the future, but it's okay that I'm not there yet. It's okay that that man who's been doing this a lot longer than I am is better than me. For now. For now. For now. (laughs) It doesn't mean we don't grow and learn. It doesn't mean I don't want to be amazing eventually. But But we have this pressure to be just as good right now. Right now. Instead of accepting that it's hard. Mm -hmm. That we don't have to be perfect. Gosh! one of the last times that um, all four members of the Catholic psyche team were together, Chris and Deacon Basil were talking about going on to getting their doctorates. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I should start thinking about getting my doctorate. You're working on your one degree already, sweetheart. Slow down. It's like, it's okay Mm -hmm. that I don't have a doctorate before 30. Sure. I have two master's, well, hopefully two master's degrees <laughs> before 30. Yeah. That's a lot in general. Sure. It's okay that I'm getting two master's degrees and that I'm not married before 30. Yeah. It's okay that I'm living my life on my schedule. Sure. <gasps> but you, you know what? When you said that, so I've contemplated many times throughout my life of getting my doctorate. I mean, it's been, uh, what? It's been almost six years since I graduated with my master's. So definitely have had the thought of, do I go back and get my doctorate? Do I do something like that? Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned that the Basil and Chris wanted to get their doctorate, my first initial thought right then and there in that moment was, oh, well, now crap, I guess I have to too. I have to keep up with them. Yeah, I have to keep up with the men. I can't just let the men roll, right? Like I, I have to. I want to be, I want to prove that, that I'm I can, just as good. That I can do it too. And and I sat back and I was like, like I just had that thought. <laughs> like, that's I thought my initial on your reaction. Face. I was like, oh, I can't let them win. Like, <laughs> but that's also the competitive side of me. Yeah. Or be better than me. And mm-hmm. I have to realize that for me, just because they get their doctorate doesn't mean they're better than me and I have different life goals, right? Now, if I'm I'm sure if I wanted to, my fiance would support it all the way, if it made sense. Yeah. But like, do I really want to do that? Like, I think I'd rather, unfortunately, this is, oh my gosh, traditional. I think I'd rather spend more time being a mom. <gasps> I know, than- oh, Just a broodmare than getting my doctorate. She's just going to lose you to the workforce. There's so much talent wasted. But I also... That was sarcasm, first. Sure. But I also <laughs> don't think I had to have another degree to be successful in my field. You don't. It's so, okay to not get a doctorate. Yeah. So I, I think, actually, I could be just as good as the men without my doctorate, even if they get theirs. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Let's just put it out. Do it. Well, just in that Do whatever way, you want. Yeah, exactly. But what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Not necessarily what you think you should do. You should do. What society says you should do. What your mom thinks you should do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or your father. Or your teacher. Or your older siblings. Like, or or that your w- one super snarky aunt who has an opinion on everything. Yes. Or your boss. Right? Right. Like, I shouldn't let the guys pressure me into getting my doctorate as well. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. But also, considering, like, I can't justify it, considering i still in pain for my education. Yes. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense. But, regardless, like there's still that pressure of like, well, I have to be just as good, yeah. I Here's another story about this. Right before I started the program, like I had just been accepted um, to start the counseling program. And I went to a friend's wedding and um, a mutual friend had asked me what I was doing with my life. So I was telling him, I'm just about to do this. And he just, it was a man and he just shook his head and was like no either get married or join a convent but stop pussyfooting around i <laughs> i didn't know what to say in that moment because i was just so shocked that that is the opinion he would have on my life right and what i felt called to do mm-hmm. and those are my only two options yeah Are you kidding me? Well, how about I I work with so many couples now with families Mm -hmm. that the wives are actually the ones that are working full time and the husbands are the ones that are home more taking care of the kids. Oh, I know. It's actually like I see a lot of couples with that and they get so much judgment from their family and friends. Why? Wow. You know, that's not really how things are, should be done. According to who? Right. And Ugh. these women who think they have to be perfect in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got to keep their job and make a certain amount of money. Uh, got to keep up with the Joneses. Yep, are now just struggling constantly with guilt because they're not home. Or guilt, because guilt, oh my gosh. Okay, we could have a complete conversation on just the topic guilt. We should. That would be a really good one. But the idea that you're not doing things that you should be, or not there for somebody, not being able to do it all, because you have this and this going on. So now I'm going to struggle with the guilt. And that's part of the rabbit thoughts. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, so I, I want to go into, just because we're talking about this comparison mm-hmm. of comparing ourselves to to men, and how we work and operate, and as women, and this might be a little controversial, actually, we do operate and think differently. <gasps> how dare you I say know, that out loud? I know. That we actually, (laughs) our brains make decisions differently. When we're presented with a problem, we think about that problem in a different way than men do. Yes, we do. And typically, this topic comes up when I work with couples. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into exactly how it looks like in relationships. But the gist is, is that when men get a problem, they, they, they see the problem. And then it's like one immediate solution that's best for that specific problem. And it's like like a horse with blinders on. Like you right. just have that one path that's just specific for whatever bit of information you're taking in from that problem. Right. And women have more of this like decision tree mind map going on. Where the problem is taken in. And then they're thinking about well, how might that affect the kids? How might that affect the grandparents or us or the school? Or how might that affect my coworkers? Or all the relationships. How does that affect this and this and this factor? This and this and this factor. And if it affects this factor that way, what does that mean? And so on and so forth. And you're juggling and trying to decipher between 20 million things. And then after a while, you get the solution. And because you have to find the perfect solution that not only solves the problem, uh-huh. but also does not affect. Or it does not adversely affect... All the other different All areas. the other different things, yeah. yeah. And typically in the workplace, I... I see this play out in... Like, they want men to make more decisions because she will take too long. Ugh. And... Or women get criticized for that thought process. And it, it's funny I mentioned this to to Brian before I, I decided to talk about it today. <laughs> and what did he say? He goes, Well, why do you have to do that? What, what? does it matter? <gasps> because what does all that matter? matter? Yes, and, and, and that's the exact reaction that I get from men. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why do that? And then women get criticized. And you know we can, we can go we're not going to go into depth of what that means in relationships but women can get criticized for having all these different thoughts and then you feel bad or feel like you're doing something wrong for taking up too much time for taking up too much time or even having all these thoughts like i'm not allowed to feel and think about all of this so then we try to stop it but that's going against our very nature, and so then we get anxiety, mm-hmm. and then the men kind of sit there and look at us like we're crazy even more because why are we anxious? There's no reason to be anxious. Okay, but there is. There are like all of these reasons to be anxious. Yes, and so they're t- they're asking like, why do you, what? What's going on? Like, why, why are you feeling this way? Which feels disregarding, mm-hmm. and. Now we again don't feel good enough, and we sometimes give up, or we try even harder to come up with the decision. You know, we have all these racing thoughts, like, and then the guilt and the shame and not feeling good enough is all wrapped up into that. And we we don't quite understand that we we do think and process and make decisions differently than men do, and. And so here's, here's the bit that's helpful is that as women, we need to learn how to embrace that and use that to our advantage. That's not something bad, but also we need to take the time out to process mm-hmm. and check in with ourselves more and be like, okay, when I have this problem, I am going to sit and set aside time to think about it all. I'm not going to let anybody let me feel rushed. I'm going to take time to figure out what's the best decision, because more likely than not, women will think of more creative... And better solution, yes, because they are taking the bigger picture into consideration. But if they're rushed or feel like they can't do that, then of course they're they're not going to make as good of a decision, mm-hmm. and their strength is is kind of lost in a way. Oh, I just had this great thought as you were laying that all out women are creative inherently right like we participate in the creation of a new human being in a new way um that men don't yeah um we're more holistically minded so when we are expected to think like men Mm -hmm. it's basically cognitive contraception like you're Mm -hmm. stifling the creative process and the creativity of how you think and how you come up with the new solutions and how you develop new paths. Yeah, absolutely. It's just this... They're two very different processes that both need to be respected. Mm-hmm. But if you don't allow yourself as a woman to think like a woman, to embrace all of the factors that are affected by one problem in order to come up with a solution that isn't just a plug in the wall, right? but actually fixes the problem or heals or solves or fulfills something that's lacking, Mm -hmm. then you're just going to empty and less than what you would have if you had just Good. solved something quickly with no consideration absolutely you, you don't feel like you're living up to your full potential you are legitimately not fulfilling you're living up to yeah. your full potential in that statement or it's yeah. instance because that's not what your potential is directed yeah. towards so we have such a hard time saying to coworkers, bosses, friends, significant others, hey, I need a moment to think about that. It's like, can you give me three days to come up with a solution to that? Or, I mean, sometimes you don't even need three days, but you just need some quiet time right, to, to process. And sometimes we feel the pressure that we have to come up with a solution right then and there because our male coworker did. And if we don't come up with something, he will. And he will look and seem like he's better. And he knows what's going on. And you're just behind. And mm-hmm. what you really contribute to this team. Or why are you thinking about all of that? Like, like, why stop. does this matter? Yeah, stop thinking about all of that. It doesn't matter. We'll just do what so-and-so says. And that's the end of it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Cool. Great. His idea is not complete. Well, now I feel like crap. And now I also feel frustrated because I don't think that solution is actually a good one because he's not considering this, this, and this. And I don't feel like I have the right to say that because my boss just decided that we're going to do this. Exactly. And then... How how and then we feel like we just have to be men. We have to learn how to make decisions quickly and on the spot and then we feel all this pressure, like we can't think. And we just throw something out there and it's half assed and, and Really ugh, don't like it. It's so frustrating. <sighs> but yes, we do have the right to say, I disagree and I think I can come up with something better. Give me a day. Give me some yeah. Give me till the end of the day to think about this, mm-hmm. and then don't go to your desk and try to do a million things. Go to your desk and sit back and try to get some tea, and just think about it all. Like yeah. let yourself process it. Let's sketch out a few ideas. Write out all the factors that this problem concerns, mm-hmm. and figure out how their strengths and their weaknesses can support each mm-hmm. other yeah it's okay to say that it's okay to ask for time (laughs) i don't think we allow ourselves that right yeah very often well even in just regular conversation we feel like we have to have a response right then and there we we can't sit back and say hey can you give me some time to get back to you yeah Um, like, oh, that was a really good question. I don't know what I think about that right now. Um, it's why my book club takes an entire month to read a book and think about it. <laughs> so but, we can have actual thoughts on yeah. what we just read. But I think this is one of the reasons that I promote and recommend, especially for women, to have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Because I find that women who take time to gather their thoughts for the day and even journal or write down their worries or write down what they have to do, what they're, you know, what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. They have a better time getting through their day instead of being bombarded by all of those things constantly throughout the day and feeling like they can't take time to think about it. Yes. And so having that space, that's just like, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I think about a lot of different things. This is my space and time to do them. Oh, but I don't have time to, to do that. I just, I have to get up in the morning and I have to get the kids ready. I have to get make breakfast and I have to do this and I have to do that. And if I wake up too early, then what's the point of even sleeping? I, I go to bed so late. It's so much easier uh, well, for me to just sleep okay. <laughs> Another male, female difference. Women require more sleep than men. Science. Science. There's nothing wrong with me. I need more sleep. This is the way that I am designed as a human being. Who happens to be female? So to to the husbands out there, and this this is a recommendation. I think one of the best things you can do for your wife is to let her have extra sleep and to give her alone time in the morning to get herself together. Eat, which requires you helping with the kids in the morning. Which dun dun dun. Which you know, I know many fathers that actually do do that. So yes, and and that's a wonderful and beautiful thing. But I feel like they would say when they do that, it helps tremendously because yes. they allow women to be women instead of making them feel like they have to get less sleep and. They don't have time to just embrace who they are and know how they operate. Like a lot of times we just, we're so counter to how we actually work as women. Yes. And a note about the fathers who help their kids get ready in the morning, um, at least in my circles that I've seen, it seems like they have the better relationships with their children. Oh, yeah. Like, you're building trust with your small humans that happen to live in your house that you helped make when you actually interact with them. And oh, wow. What? Shocking. <laughs> um, but yes, we we just... I think since the industrial age, especially, we live in such a male-dominated world where women and what it means to be a woman Mm -hmm. is seen as so foreign and so almost unwelcome Yeah, that the work culture almost forces you to conform to becoming more masculine Mm -hmm. but demanding that you still stay feminine enough that people know you're a woman right. or else yeah you're just you're just a slob that's that's gonna be in the other yeah. podcast. <laughs> i'm like podcast. okay she's giving all me right. a face <laughs> <laughs> i'm like all right yes but let's... yeah but i think overall and in, in general to kind of start wrapping this up a little bit is i think we have time yeah we have time yeah, but just didn't realize how long we have been going there's a lot to this mm-hmm. oh, I'm sure we can continue <laughs> to go on and on and on and on the idea of being like yes I am a woman I operate think differently I need different things and that's okay in fact if I do those things can I can offer a lot. I can be truly helpful mm-hmm. in a very unique, different way. And that's okay. And that's good and necessary. Mm-hmm. And also, I need to accept where I'm at. Yes. And this is kind of... Uh, it, it kind of triggers... The argument that I get of, well, if I accept where I'm at, then that means I'm not going to get where I want to go, or I'm not going to change, or I'm not going to get better. And, I'm just going to stagnate. Yeah, and I, and we can kind of, we won't get into to that completely, mm-hmm. but acceptance and goals and working towards goals are two different things. Yes, like we can. We can accept where we're at, and still, still be moving forward, still be growing and changing, and working towards things. So, acceptance does not contradict growth or stifle growth. In fact, it allows you to grow. Yes, yes. because when you know where you are right now, then you're better able to see how you want to get mm-hmm. to where you go want to go. Yeah. And also, if I accept where I am right now, I'm not fighting it. And when I fight it, that's when the guilt and shame comes in. And that's where the anxiety comes in. Mm -hmm. And the worry. And then now my thoughts are... Right? The racing thoughts. Going, 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 going. Because your thoughts will demand that you pay attention to them one way or another. Yes. They will invade at some point of time. And... Then they disrupt your sleep. I mean, even if we think about, you know, I just read an article about a woman's cycle, like, and it had all these different recommendations of what you should eat during each specific week of your cycle, which weeks you needed more sleep. Like, why are we not taught this? Right. Like in basic health classes. And so, why is your doctor not spreading this information around? <laughs> right. But if, if, if we even just think about that, like we don't make allowances for that. We don't make allowances for, you know what, today I'm more fatigued. I don't have as much concentration. Oh, wait, nothing's wrong with me. I need to accept that, embrace that, get extra sleep, eat certain things. And, but, but, oh, but I don't want to be high maintenance. Oh, I, don't I don't want... I don't want to be needy. I don't I don't want <laughs> to be needy. I don't, I don't be... want people to t- have to take care of me. Yeah. Because I need to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And I need to not need that sleep. And I need to be able to think and make decisions very, very quickly. I need to get work done as quickly as possible. Otherwise... Oh, I need to work out and take care of the kids. Otherwise... Otherwise. 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 Otherwise otherwise, what? I'm not good enough. <sighs> and then if you don't wash your hair for a week and things are falling apart and the kids had cereal for breakfast three times this week, then then you're just an absolute I'm not, failure. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm doing something wrong. Your kids are going to have cancer. And, like, all of the worst-case scenarios just instantly flood your brain. And, like, we're smiling and kind of laughing as we go through these examples. But they're very serious, actually. Like, these are specific phrases and thoughts that I hear all the time from women. And it's tragic. It's so tragic. I think we're laughing and smiling because – Well, if I didn't I think I would cry and punch a wall at how awful this reality is. Yeah. Oh, but then if I punch a wall then my hands will look ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Well at least I'll do something like a man. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not allowed to punch a wall because you're not allowed to get angry because you're a girl. Right. Well that also punch a wall. Nobody's allowed to be angry, right? nobody yeah I think we're, we're in that kind of realm too that nobody's allowed to be angry You're, you can be sad you can be disappointed but you can't be angry okay. that's another topic <laughs> yes but all these different pressures that we put on as women to perform and be perfect and then we worry about all of that and then we get anxious mm-hmm. and depressed. And just fight ourselves and just feel guilty for not being darn good enough. It's a lot. Yeah. How do we stop this cycle? How do we encourage our daughters to not fall into this pattern? Right? That yeah. you are wonderful and good in doing as much as you can right now in this moment, and you don't have to do anything more. Right. If what you need today is a bath... Take a bubble bath. Take the lavender bubble bath. (laughs) Or a drive in the car. If you need time away from your kids, yes. It's okay to not be around your kids 100% of the time. They will survive without you unless it's a newborn and you leave them alone for five hours don't do that but it's okay to call a babysitter it's okay to tell your husband that i need an afternoon to regroup yeah and take care of me and a few things that have been lacking Mm -hmm. and and then that's you know we don't feel like we can ask for that because I should be able to do all of this because I am a mom and I am a woman, and I should be able to do it all. So I can't ask, and I feel guilty if I do. And back to Just to all of that so performance, there's so much, and being perfect, and literally no one in the history of ever has been able to do it all like that alone. There's a reason why the phrase is it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. Because you need the village. You need someone to watch the kids while you're milking the cow or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Not that many of us milk cows nowadays. But we we need help and we need time and allowance Mm -hmm. to think, to process, to sleep, to realize that I can't do it all right now. And if that means that I don't get a perfect grade, if that means I don't see do, get degrees, girls. Yeah. That you can't do it all. Something has to give. And a lot of times we tend to sacrifice our well-being. Because other things matter more than me. Because other things matter more than me. Or the performance, the job, the the school the classes, Mm -hmm. instead of being like, you know what, I can't do it all, I will give this much amount of time in studying or writing that paper, and whatever it is, it is, and that's my best. Yeah. This is my best right now. Yes. Sometimes your best is not 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all you have to give is 50%, but giving 50% is better than giving zero. Absolutely. Asking for an extension on the paper is better than not turning in the paper at all. hmm And that being okay. And being okay with that is so hard. And that not being like, oh, you have to ask for an extension? Something's wrong with you. Like, like you're inadequate. Mm, Which is not true. You're not Which a is, failure. You're not a failure. It's life. It's okay. And it's Okay. It's okay to live life. It's okay to have needs, and it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to not be okay. Can I put that on a bumper sticker and plaster it everywhere? Yeah, seriously. Well, I think we'll leave our listeners with that quote. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good day, and have a good week and we will see you soon talk to you soon talk to you soon all right right. take care bless god bless Bye. bye